Hello and welcome back to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. I said I wasn't going to do one this week um, because it was just confusing to know what was the right thing to do in these circumstances. But uh, I messaged my good friend Filio and he was ready to talk. Um, so how you doing, Filio? Are you all right? Good, man. I'm relaxed. Yeah, how's, how's lockdown for you? How's the kid? Kid's easy, man. Because she, yeah? she's only like 11 months, so she's not, you know, she not She's not chatting shit, shit yet. Yeah, no, no, I mean she does, but I don't understand it, so I don't care. Okay, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if a French guy is talking shit, I'm like, that's cute, dude. Put yeah, for me. but now you get yeah. to spend more time, I guess, with her as well. Yeah, which is like uh, every parent's dream, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, not not to. every parent. Uh. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to say. But then yeah. I was thinking about kids who are older. Yeah. And I was like, now you finally find out that your kid's an asshole. Yeah, that's going to be. Are you how, are you looking forward to how do, do you think your kid's going to be an asshole? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, because me and her mom are assholes. There's no way. Yeah. She's either going to be the nicest person ever. What, to, to like rebel against her parents? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Or yeah. she's going to be a twat. Like so just, like her, her punk rock phase growing up will be uh, being nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that will be her like, <laughs> rebellion. Um, and I'm trying to get her to smoke weed and she's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> messing your brain up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have a drink. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've been meaning to get you on the po- It's annoying that I'm actually getting you on the podcast in these times because uh, there's so much we could talk about. Um, yeah. Because I think we, we've, I think the first t- couple of times we met was when I was doing the, f- the, uh, the only really couple of gigs I've done on the Black Circuit in London. I think I ran into you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was always, yeah, was like I was always the white guy on the bill and that was sort of yeah. my, my act. <laughs> That's how we do it. We, black shows get one white guy and yeah, yeah. white shows get one girl. One woman comedy yeah. and one black guy. Yeah, I, I went, it was at Light, Lighthouse Comedy and I remember it, it, yeah. was a very, it was a very hot day and I was wearing shorts and it just, I, I, I it was glaring how white <laughs> I looked. I remember um, that. <laughs> so this is what you meant by an urban gig. I didn't really know what that meant. Um, <laughs> I thought you meant it just being in the centre of London. I didn't know I'd be the only white guy on the gig. <laughs> But no, there's loads of. I think we have a lot of shared interests in history and um, film and stuff like that. And there's a lot to. Yeah, talk you about. had a joke. You had a really good joke. Uh, God damn, was it? It wasn't like Ottoman Empire. You had some very oh, niche joke. Was it about the Great Wall of China or maybe? Yeah, it's something like where I was yeah. like, "This is so funny." No, it's uh, Nazis. Yeah, Nazis. Yeah, uh, I've got. It's just because I look like. You've, if you look like this, you've got to be having. You've got to have yeah. some Nazi looks because I really. You have to do it. It's yeah. getting more Nazi as it goes. But by. it's so niche. Yeah. Like when you dropped the Hugo Boss line and all this other stuff. <laughs> I won't give the whole joke away, but you did it. Yeah. I was like, I, I said, like, you have to know. Yeah, exactly. And just social shit to get mm. this joke. So half the crowd was like, oh, and the other half was like, I don't know. What yeah. he's, I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, it's a, the annoying thing is Nazis. They did. They had it. Their, their aesthetic was kind of dope do you know what i mean and it's kind yeah, of anno- they, they it's annoying great. that they kind of fucked that up for everyone else because there's a ri- like i think some the, they might have been awful people but they they it looked pretty cool they look, that's why i was like black movie dope nazis because we love a good outfit like we love a good outfit shiny boots yeah that's yeah. you're like look the they politics- dress like rappers <laughs> yeah. it's boots, like look nazis, i know you hate me as a race but i, I gotta respect the swag <laughs> right gold and tassels and boots is great um, but yeah, I think, because I saw the stuff you've been posting um, 
during this whole period. Um, yeah. And so when I was talking to you about choosing a boy gone wild, there's a lot of um, people in history to choose. But I, I suggested um, Fred Hampton because, to be honest, I didn't know who he was. So mm-hmm. um, I did a bit of research before coming, doing this podcast. And the reason why I think it's probably best to talk about him the focus to be about him more than Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, um, whoever it's because, uh, you didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. Um, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's what it's about is, uh, if people don't know him, yeah, they probably know even less, you know, like there's, there's so many lesser known, like you said it, but there's so many lesser known, um, civil rights leaders. And just in general, like, I was having a conversation with someone about um, about Helen Keller. And okay. they were like, I don't know who the fuck Helen Keller is. And it was this woman. And I was like, you're a feminist. And she was like, yeah, but who's Helen Keller? I was like, she's blind, deaf, and mute. Yeah. And was like the ultimate yeah, fighter yeah. for people's rights. <laughs> and it's like this whole great document. I learned yeah. about it as a kid. Yeah. But there's a whole great documentary on her. And I showed it. And she was yeah. just like, holy shit. I was like, this person, blind, deaf, and mute, and still managed to get yeah. people's rights. Like... Annoyingly, because it's so the her being blind, deaf, and mute, it does mean she has a lot of punchlines. And a lot of the yeah. way I found oh out God. about her yeah, is because yeah. you can't have those three and not be used in certain jokes. But, exactly. Um, but yeah, Fred. Um, Fred's my uh, idol. Like when I was a kid, growing up, we where I grew up, we didn't really have a lot of my neighbors and the kids I grew up with in my neighborhood didn't yeah. really know much about Black History. They didn't Martin Luther King. Sure. Some of them probably knew Malcolm X. Yeah, they know you know different leaders. Jesse Jackson, everybody, yep. know fucking Jesse Jackson, yep. Al Sharpton. But we don't know; they didn't know a lot. And so my mom would always she was a um, down with the Panthers, and my mom would always be. Your like, mom was with the with the Panthers. Yeah, she was always with them, and she would be like, "Yo, um, you know." And a lot of the freedom fighters, that's what she was about. And she would yeah. just be like, "All right, when you come home, you had homework from school." And then she was yeah. like, to keep us like off the streets, yeah. out of the streets, she'd be like, "All right, now you got more homework." And I was like, take a figure in history and write about them or learn some new scientific, you know, principle or learn some with math. And yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just like, okay, let me just do these assignments. I'm like, I'm going to write a report about Martin Luther King. She's like, nah, nice try. Uh, pick somebody else. And yeah. so she had these books and all this stuff about people. And I saw this guy, Fred. Even Hampton. I've written a report about Martin Luther King. Like, right. Martin That's like the yeah. go-to. Yeah. It was like yeah. Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks. Yeah. And uh, uh, there was this book she had um, about the Panthers and all this stuff. She had this book, basically it's a book on COINTELPRO, okay. which is what the FBI did in order to bring down the Panthers and all these people. That's how they killed oh, All of that, it came out much later in the public record. Yeah, yeah. Well, now it's crazy. like, people, well, yeah, we did it. But yeah. then they were like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, but it's it's like this book on COINTELPRO. And I was just like, okay, what is that? I don't know what mm. the fuck that is. I thought, this is crazy. It was a black book, and it just said, like, Pro and something under. And I thought it was, like, a rap group, like, a book okay. on, like, <laughs> yeah. I was, like, because Public Enemy has, like, shit like that. Like, the aesthetic was, like, KRS-One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, yeah. this might There's, be dope. There is a link. Yeah, 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 yeah I, mean, I pa- read this. If we're talking about dope aesthetics politically, Black, pa- black Panthers are up there with yeah. the Nazis. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> two, they look two, two separate sides great. of the spectrum. Oh, if only they could, outfits. only if they could discuss, if they stuck it to purely fashion, I think they'd have a lot more mutual respect. Oh, great. Yeah, if it was just two fashion things, it would be great. <laughs> so we did it, and uh, I did this report, and, and it, they talked about Fred Hampton. Mm. And I didn't, and so I started looking at books and started looking. You used to be able to go to the library and rent, like, 
documentaries and shit. And, oh yeah, and, and news reports or like before film the internet, news footage yeah. and shit. Yeah, before the internet. So I didn't have you know. So we I go there, I get these cassettes, and I'm watching this dude give these speeches. And I've always my mom has this giant painting of Malcolm X in in her house. We've had it since we were kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've always been she's always been like Malcolm X, Malcolm X, Malcolm X, pointing us in his direction, Black Panther direction. Because he's More quite militant. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because he's. With the little research I've been doing recently, he's got quite a different tap to Martin Luther King. There was yeah. quite, there was like a almost a schism with the approach to what they wanted. Uh, yeah, both. and they they butted heads for a bit until they came mm. together. But mm. uh, yeah, he's got a different approach. His approach is Nation of Islam approach, which is any means necessary. It's essentially closer to the Panthers' approach, mm-hmm. uh, which is let's educate everybody, let's do everything. The Panthers just didn't include Islam. And yeah. all the rules that came with Islam, they just were like, "Look, we gonna come together. You might be gay, brother. You might be Christian. You might be Muslim, but we can all come together." Yeah. So I was drawn more towards that because I looked around my group of friends, and that's what it was: it was collective of sh- straight Muslim. Maybe this guy's Christian. Maybe this guy's not religion. Maybe this family background military. Was this you growing up? Yeah. Yeah. So even though we grew up in the ghetto, everybody had these different types of. Being Did you black. have those? But you were all black, though. Right. Yeah. So yeah. as far as the nation of Islam had. It was like, you have to be Muslim. The first thing is you got to be Muslim. It's the nation of Islam. You can't be like, all right, well, I'm going to be Jewish in this. Okay. And they're like, no, nah, you have to be Muslim, black Muslim. Yeah. You have to be convert. And so I wasn't against that at all. I had tons of Muslim friends. But I was just like, when I was reading about Fred Hampton, his message was, they would take the phrase power to the people. And he would say power to the people. And when I say that, I mean power to all the people. Yeah. And I mean, poor, because he, he, they killed him so early on because he was doing what Martin and Malcolm were doing. But he was 21. He's 20. He's crazy. He's two years younger than me. It's Yeah, 16. Going to these places and galvanizing all kids from all colors. And saying, like, look, we have a problem of racism in this country. And we need help with that. But while we're doing that, we can work on classism. We can work on sexism. Mm. We can work on all these things. But he was bringing groups together that wouldn't even talk. Like, there was, like, radical poor white kid groups who were like, we want to not be working class white kids. And it was like radical native Aboriginal American and radicals Latina. And yeah. he was like, look, we're going to bring all this together. Listen to me. We're going to all come together, work mm-hmm. together, do something. Uh, Cause this is one of his most famous meetings is this one. I, I'll post it. I'll send it to you. You can post it later. You can read it. You can watch it is Please, thank he's giving you. this speech. We'll put it. I'll put it in and, the link. I'll put all these. Yeah. We'll put it in the link. link. He's yeah. giving this speech and he's talking to all colors and creeds. And he was like, they're going to come after you next. And knowing if it's just black people, yeah, they've already been trying to tear this down. But if I get everybody to understand that the plight is ours, but it ain't gonna just be ours because yeah. once we're oppressed and done, and essentially when we were slaves, his 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 ideals to me, because uh, I don't know if he actually ever said this, but what I got from it later growing up thinking, when we were slaves, um, then we didn't count as people. So we weren't even oppressed. We were chattel. Property. But then yeah. the poor Irish and 
Scottish or whoever the fuck came, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were the lower. Because the, the thing used to be no niggers, no Irish, no dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So we would have that. Like, and, and So we weren't even in the equation. But the Irish and the Scottish were getting treated like fuck. And, and they were like, and the Italian immigrants. So there's an article uh, by, and we'll put this up too, is by um, Medium. And it's called How White People Got Made. Mm-hmm. And essentially it's British American propaganda. Yeah. Uh, saying like, they had these like, you know, drawings of like early, you know, like the early human drawings and shit. But they yeah, had yeah, a graph yeah. like of like, and that. here's a British man. Like yeah. he looks great. And then here's a fucking Irish guy. He's got like the low sloping brow and the Italian guy's got it, but he's got the wide jaw. So it's like, you look like more of a caveman, but we're all still white. And yeah. then they brought it under that umbrella. So Fred Hampton was like, that's just the trick that they played on you. Yeah. The trick that they played on uh, racists in America is a racist dude in America, if he's a billion-dollar corporation guy, I expect that. But the dude who lives down the street from me, who works at the gas station, how the fuck are you saying you hate me from doing something? The government is fucking you in the ass. So Trump supporters, I look at them weird because I'm like, you, you're not under, you fell for the trick. You yeah. fell for the trick that somehow I'm your enemy, and as long as you fight me, then... We can't have racial equality, which is a big fucking distraction. And, and that's what it is. A bunch of fucking Trump supporters and not even just Trump before Trump Reagan before him, like from claim, like fucking 1700, 1800, 16, 19, 1865. People who were just arguing with black people were trying to, you know, it's just this racist rhetoric that's going on as a distraction. So Fred Hampton's thing was, let's get the people together. We will lead with the Black Panthers. And he was with the Black Panthers and being like, you can be an ally. A lot of white people march with the Panthers and stuff. There's a lot of footage of that. Mm. But we, you can be an ally, but you can't be a leader of the Panthers. No. So it's got to come that's from like, within the community. Right. And, and the big thing he would say, or what, what I took from it is, you go back, poor white guy, poor Asian guy, poor uh, Latin American guy, mm. uh, Latinx, I think they want to be called now. Uh, you go back and you tell your people because they don't want to hear from us. It's like um, women. Yeah. When women are like, oh my God, I'm getting all these men are fucking shit. And they're telling you and me, it's then our job to go back to other men and police other men in a way. Like, hey man, don't grab girls by the breast. They don't like that shit. Mm -hmm. And your friend's like, oh, what do you mean? Well, I was talking to some women and apparently they don't enjoy it. (laughs) Oh, really? And your friend is more liable to absorb that information from you, a dude who's not going to be like, Women and men are trying. I'm just like, look, dude, maybe just don't grab tits. Like, mm-hmm. and then we just having a conversation over a beer, and that gets into his head quicker than he's not going to want to hear Fred Hampton speak yeah. on racism. He didn't. No white person really wants to hear Malcolm X unless you're like not racist. If you're not racist, you'll listen to Malcolm X, and even then, it's hitting. You're like, ooh, yeah. Martin is the easy and 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 um, not he's easy, the friendly. Fa- and, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, the yeah. Ex- accessible so, uh, Christian. Yeah. Because you're just like, ooh, him or... Um, I mean, he's a Christian preacher. He fits in a lot with yeah. more, more with the American system. So then you... you the, what, how many white Muslims do you think were in America during that time, right? So, Not really. yeah, yeah, yeah. So even so now, true. right? It's like six. I mean, it was bold so, how Malcolm X was so unapologetically himself while also trying to yeah. achieve something so radical. But what I've... So with the brief uh, uh, study I did of Fred... Um, I it it, it struck, struck me his intersectionality before that was even a term, uh, yeah. and as a socialist, it, I certainly uh, linked a lot with a lot of what you're saying. Where it was like uh, 
obviously we need to fo focus on the black community because that's the most violently oppressed at the moment but don't yeah. you see how this is how look how many people are oppressed and they've tricked you into thinking you're not oppressed and basically if yeah. as opposed because i feel it feels like the most successful tactic to bring about radical changes making all oppressed groups realize they're oppressed uh, yes. and realize they're in the same boat because then yes. if, if if everyone who's oppressed realized then the people empowered have no real recourse because it's there's just yeah. too many which is which is the which is the end goal yeah but in order to a lot of people go well uh the argument is let's get rid of classism first and it's like you can't it's not because, they're linked they're fully linked yeah it's you, not you a first second third no, um, you can't get rid yeah. of. You can't just say it's let's focus attitude. on classism. Is because, mm. okay, I, a poor white guy knows he's not a rich white guy. Yeah. He knows classism exists, but he's so amped up off of racism, he can't even focus on that. He hates rich white guys. Trump won because he lied to these people who were easily fooled yeah. already by oh, yeah. this this big trick. So he said, "I'll just keep playing this trick, and that's how we win." Yeah, and so. In order to tackle class, you have to go through racism first. And you, have, you have, to have to appeal to those voters as well. Exactly. You have to appeal to the Trump voters. It's not They good don't want to hear from yeah. you because you're black. So yeah. they're not going to be your friend to then go attack classism. They're going to mm -hmm. be anti-you. So once you fix the racial aspect of the bullshit and, and the hatred in there, in the, in the, the system, mm -hmm. if you have a, a awareness of how your privilege is there, you can adjust your behavior accordingly. And then the system starts to be a new, you get a new system in mm. place. And then you go, okay, with that new system in place, not only are we all coming together now, but now we kind of realize we have so much more in common, all that other shit, you know, rhetoric mm. that people say and all the, we hold hands, we all eat chicken, who gives a fuck? Now you go, well, classism is what's been keeping us apart. And we got to get these yeah. billionaires, and these millionaires who aren't helping. There's a lot of billionaires and millionaires who help, who are just making us, you know, pitting us against each other. Mm. Now we have some type of utopian thing we're working on, but For uh, sure. until we fix the rate, because and it's going to be messy as well. I think people expect oh, yeah. they expect results as if it's going to be utopia tomorrow. Like there's going to yeah. be huge mistakes. There's, the wrong people will get into power. Uh, yeah. It won't work for years, but it's about. Um, it's going to be bad because you're always going to have just like what you have with the Panthers, just like what you have with Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. Well, I'll talk about it in one second, but uh, to, I'll end what, on what I was saying is once you start to aim down that path in that direction yeah it's just easier but if as long as someone's arguing the fact of i'm like oh shit black lives matter they're like oh but and it's like as long as you want to say but we can't come together on anything else if you're ignoring the thing that's happening to me mm. that's most pressing to me at the moment which is my life and then you want to say but and someone was like you know when people say all lives matter mm -hmm. my thing is okay so if that is true then why aren't you at the black lives matter rally exactly doesn't that fall under your banner of what you're saying. So if you're a human, a humanist, yeah. then you care about all humans. So if you say all lives matter, then you care yeah. about all lives. So you need to be, you especially should be there. So that's why I go when people say all lives matter. You're not saying it because you believe it. You're saying it because you're racist and yeah. you don't want the attention. But also, you. doesn't it show what you were saying before that a Trump voter saying all lives matter perfectly sums up um, the kind of misunderstanding of yeah. uh, who's being oppressed and who's not being oppressed. Yes, uh, it perfectly yes. sums it up because as racist as all lives matter is, it's also s ignorant and naive to a point where it's just oh you've you because it's not like a racism where they understand it fully and they hate black people nonetheless. It's like oh you have your whole w w worldview is so warped that you think this is a fair thing to say. Yeah, you think it's you think 
because of your perception of reality. Yeah. And you go, people go, well, my family was poor Irish immigrants. And it's like, dude, yeah, but you were considered a human being. Hmm. And they didn't burn down Irish neighborhoods in America when they became affluent and, and, and started to get some wealth. They didn't go and just shoot and lynch and do all these hmm. things over and over because the Irish were participating in it. So you go, your yeah, your family came here poor, but they were still participating in the oppression of my people. Mm-hmm. So I can understand that if you came here poor and you say, well, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Yeah, because you also were using those boots to step on my neck. So had you not been doing that and not assisting these American British or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. during that early time, had you not been in assistance with them Irish guy and Italian guy, whatever, then we would be in the same spot because you would have been helping us and we would have helping each other. But that's not what happened. And so that's what, like with Fred Hampton. It's like what you said is they're all, we're going to get a lot of shit leaders. We're going to get a lot of people who. All revolutions are, are messy. Yeah. And, and that's because you have to, there has to be some vetting process mm-hmm. behind who is joining and who is speaking and who is doing these things. Because a lot of people want popularity and fame. And then a lot of the other person wants money and they are willing to accept that or money or whatever it is uh comfortable life or whatever to tear down other organizations that's sure. how fred hampton was killed he got killed because they say oh the guy who was on duty who's supposed to be his watch guard went to the bathroom quickly and that's when the fbi came in and well on purpose yeah they i don't was it was the, he bribed the thing is that he was sitting there with a shotgun i think and he was asleep or something happened and killed this guy okay but they switched shifts i, I believe this is i might be wrong about that part actually but Look that up. Somebody verify that. But he was killed in his bed for Hampton. They shot him. You saw how, I don't know if they showed the pictures, but they just massacred him as he slept. Yeah, next to um, his girlfriend. Next to his sleeping girlfriend. And this is how you know it's a targeted hit. Mm-hmm. She didn't die. Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, no, she didn't, right? No, she a didn't. lot of people. She got in the injured. House, she got injured. Know. A lot of yeah. people in the house died, but it, it, this is. They weren't aiming for her. Mm-hmm. No, they were, they were unloading on this guy. And so the same thing with Malcolm X, the guy who gave Malcolm X mouth-to-mouth resuscitation at the Audubon Ballroom was a police officer, undercover NYPD. Okay. Who was his security guard. And I don't, we don't know if Malcolm knew that or not, but that was his security guard. So there's all this, this infiltration always of people mm. trying to come in and do things. So And it comes um, out so much later that you can't hold yeah. the state to account. It's the same there's with no one, all, the, all exactly. the stuff that happened during the Cold War in Nicaragua and Vietnam, all over the world. Uh, we get in Indonesia, we get released all these information about how America create these revolutions, the puppet states, the excessive corruption. Um, but because the people aren't working at the CIA or FBI anymore, it's so easy just to wipe, uh, sweep under the yeah. rug and not change it's, anything. It's like now if they came out and was like, oh, Bush, or the government during Bush was behind 9 11, like sure, say sure. right when Bush dies or whoever the fuck. Colin yeah. Powell, whoever, you know, everybody, Dick Cheney, they're all dead now, right? Um, yeah. Or they're so old, they're like 90, and it's like, what are you going to throw? Yeah, it's 90-year-old, exactly. this, by the time you prove it, he's dead. Mm-hmm. And, and he's an ex-president. It's, like, hard to go after. So by the time that comes out, if that's a thing, you know, I don't, I don't delve into yeah. it as much. But then it's like, well, who do we hold accountable? Because that government is how many years old now? Like, none of those people are in power. None of those people mm-hmm. work. We've switched hands, like, three times or twice we switch hands twice whatever but you know by the time that happens we'd have switched hands three four times and yeah i was out like now it's out about the vietnam war that that shit was just just fucked it was all some bullshit right about america yeah. going and all that oh, shit yeah. bullshit pretty much every war we've done outside of the fucking civil war 
system <laughs> yeah. World War Two, I guess, like, you know, we were like, yeah, yeah we're just going to join in. So I, anything after it, World War Two, Even was the bullshit. Civil War, um, the only reason that the North could would even consider ending slavery is because they industrialized. Yeah, that was it. Like it, it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't like, like they were like woke or like this is how we should treat other people. It was more like <laughs> I, I want black people to be working on the factory floor, not plantations. Yeah. Everybody was, yeah. considers Lincoln this cool hipster president because he's fucking because he got mutton he chops. Yeah, and it's like, dude, but you, you could see he, him making a coffee. You know, he's got his yeah, own special. <laughs> he's an asshole. He, he didn't care. Frederick Douglass. So the reason our Black History Month okay. in America is February is because uh, of that's when allegedly the you know eighteen sixty five some point in February that's when the slaves were the uh, emancipation document emancipation Pro- yeah. proclamation I'm losing yeah, my shit so, was yeah. uh, signed and also Frederick Douglass's birthday was in February but we don't know the day because he was a slave and who gives a shit mm-hmm. about his goddamn birthday and so he um he came to Lincoln with the idea like hey man uh. So I've been free and uh, been doing all this abolitionist work and you you know who I am or whatever. We've never met. But yeah. if you want to win this war, take away the free labor workforce, making all the weapons, doing everything for the South. Otherwise, you can get mangled and extend to northern or extend to slaves. If you fight for the northern army, mm-hmm. you automatically free. And he's like, uh, yeah, it all. Of course, how many black people like uh, take me? I would love <laughs> I would love to start shooting people in the face for this. And so that's that's what that was. Actually, you know Drunk History? You know the show Drunk History? Yeah. Don Cheadle and Will Ferrell do one about that event. And oh, Don really? Cheadle is Frederick Douglass and Will Ferrell is Lincoln. It's right. It's a good hilarious. one. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. Some it's of hilarious. them are brilliant. Yeah. Some of them are great. Yeah. And so, but yeah, back to Fred. He um He was doing what... Martin and Malcolm and all these others were doing, Bob Marley, all these people were doing by coming out and speaking and doing whatever, but he had the ability to do what none of them could do. Like Malcolm couldn't get a lot of whites or Asians or other people to really listen. Maybe he got some South Americans and some other people against, you know, communists to listen. Martin had a, a couple of whites and some Jewish leaders, but they were Martin all Christian. had a dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. He had those. Some of them were like, all right, we'll march with you. White guys, we'll yeah. white guys march with Jews. We'll march with you, dude. Get beat. Yeah. So that was kind of working. Uh, but there wasn't a real, and it's not offense to what was going on, but there wasn't a real like plan of action. Like Nation of Islam was like, we want this, 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 this. We need to do this. We want this and this. And so that's Same Malcolm X. Na- sorry, just to qu- clarify for myself and uh, probably the listeners. The Nation of Islam, that's Malcolm X's yeah. um, utopia. Uh, do you mind yeah. uh, uh, telling me more about that? Because I, I didn't well, quite understand Islam that. Because is... I know he was a Muslim. I know he went to Mecca. But right. the, what's the Nation of Islam? So a quick, quick way to do it, a, 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 a basic way of doing it. Malcolm X was Malcolm Little. He was a criminal. Okay. Uh, and he had, you know, he had his, he had a very bad life before that um, oppressive life and stuff. And he was a criminal and he went to prison. He got caught, went to prison. In prison, yeah. he did what uh, happens to a lot of black men is they found Islam uh, because of the peacefulness and, the, and the, the what unity. it requires, yeah. the discipline, and the unity. And so he found that through a teacher. And the teacher was like, but Islam to the nation of Islam is black Muslims in it. They are saying it's the right religion for black people is our original one of our original faiths so it dates back to africa and they look at it like that and they look at 
you know, um, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was... Well, because there's North Africa, but... Did it, well, did yeah, it belong just, in sub-Saharan Africa, like Ethiopia and stuff? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, if you look okay. into Islamic uh, culture. I guess so, stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you look into it, even before Arabs were in North Africa, when North and, Africa was and just And Christianity is so um, yeah. white, whiteified that it probably doesn't feel as... Exactly. Um, but when North Africa and East Africa was dark mm. people, like if you look, if you Google original people of Sudan and original people yeah, of Morocco, yeah, yeah. they're so dark the, as hell. The Nubian mountains around there, the Nubian it's, people. Exactly. Nubians ruled dark. over Egypt longer than the Egyptians. So yeah, look yeah, at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you see the fucking, the Arabs came in later, but they were Muslims. Well, it, actually, you know, a great way is Spanish history. When we look at old Spanish paintings, they have the Moors. Yeah. Who are these dark black Muslims. They're all African Muslims, and so they one of the few times the Europe's been colonized by non-whites. It's yeah, even Spain. Uh, Jesus, Grenada. the guy who brought the Jesus, the gold or whatever he brought, was a black Muslim dude, uh, one of the three kings. Yeah. So, uh, but that they always paint it that way is one kind of sandy guy, one white yeah. guy, and then one black guy. And so, yeah, um, yeah. Let me hold up. This Positive discrimination. Pause. Yeah. They wanted to <laughs> quote as full. <laughs> right. Yeah. So <laughs> on the three kings. So what ends up happening, yeah, like Neapolitan ice cream. So what, <laughs> what it is, is uh, the Nation of Islam, and I don't want to, anyone who's listening, please look up the Nation of Islam fully. Don't just go on uh, any yeah. site. Go to their site, and then you can look at Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and then you look at Malcolm X and Louis Farrakhan, and then you get an understanding of them. Don't take third-party information about any organization, especially like that, because you get bits and pieces in a lump summary of something that it, it you want to yeah. expand and understand the whole thing. And so the Nation of Islam, black militant Muslim group, uh, they want to be, back then they were just like, we just want have good sitting for black people. We want education, all the free stuff. We actually even, um, Minister, the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who was the guy who was in charge at that point, mm-hmm. he was even like, look, man, um, American government, if you want, you can give us some money. We go back to Africa, but you got to set us up. And that, that sort up. of happened in in a yeah. vague way with Liberia, but that was a, exactly they were like set I mean, us up, sort, give us but this. It, it was such a disaster. It feels like it was bad. It, it was wasn't. Bad. It wasn't the right. Uh, uh, no, it was real bad. Because it, it, do you mind if I pivot slightly? Because it's interesting. Go for it. I, we spoke a little bit because you came and did the podcast in our studio a couple of times, and we had a couple of interesting conversations about the difference between uh, black com- comedians in the UK and black comedians in America. Obviously, you're American, but you've lived in the UK for a while now. Um, yeah. And the big thing you notice with African American comedians is that they're all just black. And where they came from is America, yeah. and they That's because it. they're yeah. slaves. The documents of where they came from have been destroyed. Uh, yeah. They've been never, there, no they've been there longer yeah. than basically all white people, apart from maybe a yeah. couple of white people in Boston. Maybe yeah, <laughs> a couple of those wasps. Yeah. Way longer than the Irish, the Scottish. Yeah, the which is why we go. Like, why would you tell us to go? You home? go home. This that you ha- you've taken their home, and it's, it's yeah. not clear. And That's why partly why Liberia it. probably didn't work because it's like yeah. there was no connection. But then in in Britain. Uh, because our uh, slavery was uh, outsourced to the Caribbean and away from the actual country, uh, the yeah. black population, the Afro-Caribbean populations, are normally come through things like Windrush, um, the Windrush generation. So every black person right. you meet in London has a second identity, which is where they came from, which is Jamaican, which is so Nigerian. So like when, yeah. when I first got here, especially when I visited and stuff, people yeah. would be like, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Like Africans never ask 
where am I from? Like, if I speak, they go, they immediately go American. He don't know what part of Africa. He's mixed. Maybe he's a couple of mixed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe he might be like Godfrey, whose parents are Nigerian. Sure. The comedian Godfrey. And he knows my parents are Nigerian, but even though I'm from uh, Boston or Chicago, whatever. Okay. Uh, Chicago. Uh, Chicago, not Boston. And so, um, that might be the case. But with most of us, it's not the case. Like you said, the records, no records, no nothing. Hundreds of years of this, mixing and matching and making them bigger and whatever. And so, uh, yeah, like Jamaica, Caribbeans. Do you want to like, make from? sure that the camera's oh, I did. still I already running. did it. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Caribbeans will, will go, well, where are you from from? And I'm like, I'm from America, but what's your background? Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, like, I'm Jamaican. I'm like, okay, so I'm from America, like you're from Jamaica, because Jamaica is not a country in Africa, all right? It's a British colony. Yeah, and original Jamaicans so, aren't even black. They're, they're like, not more black like people. South yeah. Americans. They which brought is, slaves. Bl- I went to, to Jamaica, Jamaica and it blew my mind because for some reason yeah. I just assumed they're all like the same Exactly. Bulk. But, so, like, but they've been wiped South out, so they don't even people. exist anymore. They there's, don't, there's, no. No, it's crazy. South American black people will say that, like Cubans or, or Brazilians and all those people, all them, they're, uh, they're just... Um, they would say the same thing. And I'm like, dude, you're from Brazil. You're not mm-hmm. from wherever you're from in Africa. Like, that's not where you're from. Part There's of your a identity. a lot of natives who were here. Even though mm. Brazil's 51% black, that's how many slaves they brought. I keep telling people, that's how many fucking slaves. They brought enough slaves to where the population is now 51% black. Uh, and that's, I think, maybe one of the biggest outside of Africa like that. Because America mm. is only 11% black total. Yeah, Brazil's genetic makeup is probably the, one of the most diverse. If you look at the football team, yeah. you'll see oh, yeah. like the whitest, some German, of the players are like the whitest Nazis dudes you've descended. ever seen. Whiter than Scandinavia. The yeah. blackest guys, the like indigenous Latin America. Yeah, it's yeah. a crazy mix. Um, but so in comparison with... Uh, uh, the black British experience and the African American experience, I feel you probably have a fairly good view on it because you've lived in both. What do you notice about the types of racism that exist in America? Obviously, it's quite a big question. That's quite probably quite hard to uh, answer. Yeah. Um, the difference between the two, for the most part, is blatant and outward racism. Okay. So America will have subversive, blatant and outward like racism. It'll also have like like this weird like kind of liberal racism where it's it's kind of weird and it's like different types where you go okay there's a lot going on uh-huh. but you get all the flavors in America here I've I'm sure it happens but I've yet to see uh it happen so blatant and I've seen the cops like stop and do whatever and I'm kind of looking like is that racist you know it, I'm sure it is in some way but where I've never been walking down the street. Like in America, I've been walking down the street and someone just straight up calls me a nigger. And it's just like, what the fuck are we doing today? Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or or a cop pulls me over and it's not even questions asked. It's immediate gun drawn and abuse. Not mm-hmm. even, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Uh, there's a guy around here robbing people. Did you see anything? I'm not trying to say it's you because you're black. I just want to know. Yeah. The, uh, incident that happened to me, I was in the Bronx. I was at a comic book store, dude. I came out of a fucking comic book store. And I had comic books... And fucking posters with me, and clearly a nerd, and uh, walking <laughs> yeah. down the street, and the cops whoop, pulled up. This cop got out the car. He got out yeah. the car, opened his door, had his hand on his gun, and looked at me, and looked at what I had. And he was like, "Where are you coming from?" I was like, 
comic book as if you, store. As if you just robbed a fat white kid. Right, I was like, the comic book store. He was like... You, nice you, try. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like I just robbed like, the fucking comic book guy from the center. And he's just like... Uh, he starts re- so reeling off trivia. Yeah, I was What's real? your favorite so season like, of Star Trek? Yeah. So I was just like... I was like, yeah, I'm coming from this comic book store, man. And he was like, yeah. well... Jesus Christ. I was like, what? He's like, man, I got a call that there was a black guy like walking around the neighborhood doing what I was like, yeah. okay, so he I'm wasn't walking to he wasn't the train awful. station. Yeah. And he was like, dude, he literally was like, man, I'm so sorry. Get in. Sorry about that. And I was like, let me get some white person. He was like, yeah, old white lady called and said there was a black guy walking through our neighborhood. And I was like, this is not a neighborhood. This is the street. <laughs> this is a <laughs> high road. Lady, you have the to main also street. be on the street. Yeah, yeah this is it's a main street. It's not residential. Yeah. This is not where you live. No one lives here. These are shops. <laughs> What do you do? There's a barber shop right there. They're like, what are we doing? And so, yeah, that was weird. It was the Bron- it was the Italian part of the Bronx, or whatever the fuck I guess. Fine. But yeah, but yeah, uh, but yeah. So, um, but like not comparatively the Bronx. To the the Bronx. Astoria, Queens. Uh-huh. Okay. But yeah, in comparison, I it's hard for me because I still have my PTSD from America. Like I still hear cop sirens and like freak out, or like I'll get sure. a real bad panic attack, or yeah. I'll see police walk by me and I get a panic attack, or uh, you know, I'll see somebody in the elevator. Maybe she moves over in the elevator. I'm like, oh, you gonna move? Cause I'm getting an elevator. But then I'm like, maybe she's moving to make space in the elevator. I don't know what's happening. And so here, when yeah. I ask like black British guys, friends of ours, like I ask somebody like Darren, uh, sure. Griffith, or yeah, Darren Griffith, yeah, yeah, uh, Jamal, and I'll say, you know, or Dane Baptiste, even like, what's going on? Yeah. He'll, he'll, they'll have stories like, oh, this happened, that was racist, and this was racist. And then mm. I go, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Cause he told me a story where he got pulled over. Here's the difference. Because he okay. told me a story where he got pulled over by the police because his tent was too dark. And he pulled his him tent. over. His window tent was too dark. Okay. I believe that's right because he be correct if not. But there's sure. something. He wasn't breaking any laws really. Fine. Talked yeah. to the cop. The cop was like, yeah, give me an ID. Give me this. Dude. He was like, I don't have to do all that. Like, if you're going to write me a ticket, write me a ticket. But I don't have to do all this stuff. And he's like, I'm arguing back with the cop. Just like, I'm not doing nothing. Fuck you. Call whoever. Do, do. And he said he knew he would just go drive home that night. There was no issue. Okay. Uh, he knew at some point the cops going to stop or arrest or whatever, but he, he, he didn't fear he was going to die. I was like, I've never in my life had that conversation uh-huh. with a cop to where I told him anything disrespectful yeah. while he had me detained or was going to detain me because I'm more like, how can I navigate the situation to not die? Mm-hmm. So that's the major difference that I would see is that there's definitely race, racism, racial abuse, and police mm. brutality or profiling and stuff. Yeah. And, but I don't know. I don't know if the average black British um, uh, person, I was going to say black British American, <laughs> the average yeah. black British person fears for their life in the same way that I would or a black American would when confronted with some of these things. And I I've also yeah. noticed that they will be combative back almost like immediately as opposed to black Americans. Like, let me, mm-hmm. let me make sure this is racist before I get loud because they're yeah. going to call the cops. And so uh, let me yeah. make sure what I'm doing is right before I check it, on this. It seems from the black British comedians I follow, um, they're hesitant to, uh, cause there's a, there's a general consensus, uh, that Britain's not as racist as America or at least not as openly. Right. And I think that probably is true, but black British, people are very hesitant to admit it because they feel like if they do say that outwardly, people will take that as the wrong message. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll take that as saying that there's no racism in Britain. Because obviously mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's relative, it's, 
it's hard to be more racist in America, but by yeah. by making that equation, I think a lot of white people absolve Britain of the racism it has. So that's yeah. why people might be quite hesitant. Obviously, if you're stopped by a black person stopped by a police in Britain, I assume would probably not feel half as scared as a black American stopped by a police. But by equating them and saying America's worse than Britain, I feel sometimes white people uh, use that as basically saying it's not yeah. a, a really an issue here. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that because... I notice, and to be fair, I've noticed people who were in the industry or in the entertainment industry not speaking up American or British, and I go, that's almost that like weird air of, do I experience the same racism because I'm wealthy, or do I experience the same racism because I'm British? But I, like Dane Baptiste, again, he's posting all over the place saying everything, yeah. and what he's saying is legitimate, and he's coming yeah. from a British standpoint. He's lived in America, but he's coming from a British standpoint. Yeah. Coming from a black British standpoint of this is still happening Huge because issue. Yeah. the issue is if it happens in America and they get away with it, it can happen in the UK and they get away with it because in the UK, 3% of the entire UK is black, 14% of London, but the whole UK is 3% is black. America's yeah, outside London. It's a different story. Exactly. It's, it's so like a different country. If they country. decided they wanted to be pieces of shit, they could and but it no, just would never you, happen as regularly. Exactly. It's so it's kind of like you have to make yeah. this stand mm-hmm. now because it does happen. Though. I'm sh- I know it. I know they did the. Uh, they had a riot not too long ago because the cop choked the boy out in the store, right? Yeah, the London riots. Yeah. 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 In 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 Tottenham, I think. Tottenham. Yeah. So yeah. it's like that is. It tells you that it happens. It's just the rhetoric here. Yeah. Hadn't been. You know, another part. Maybe this is me being American. Sure. English aren't as confrontational no just it, it, it characteristically yeah um not anymore anyway yeah yeah but they're not as it's not i'm with a lot more passive racism exactly i'm gonna go we're out not gonna and, do it to your face it's gonna no. be over tea behind closed doors there's it's a classier racism you know <laughs> or it's gonna be like it's gonna be like you know six guys at a pub you know what it's and then they'll say something but it's like a black guy say fuck you maybe it'll be something but a lot of people tell me in the 80s it was more like that um but, but it, i think there's a lot English more, are more likely active to fight racism. a polish guy over football than they are yeah there's more, know, but, more there was a lot more like uh smashing windows of the indian guy who ran the news agents that was there was right. i think islamophobia is probably a more open yeah, yeah. Racism you guys have got than, more of the recent immigrants and, and there's more there's just more muslims in the uk than yeah there you guys get people. the more recent immigrant mm-hmm. races you know what though the um and that being said the in america no one is racist towards their sports players even the most racist motherfucker likes football and basketball <laughs> and we'll be like i fu-. so I you don't get you don't get bananas thrown on the pitch no exactly no. i watched a documentary yeah where the woman was asking all these nazis questions she's like well what do you watch he's like well i like everything she was like so you like basketball he's like yeah she was like who's your favorite basketball player he's like kobe and she's like what the <laughs> fuck like yeah look at you got swastika on your throat like and your kobe. favorite basketball player is kobe <laughs> is like you so you have a like a it, it's weird and so and she was saying that, and he was like, well, "God, imagine seeing clan members gathered around watching a Lakers you game." Yeah, like, like, "Go they me!" Still watch, they still love football, college football. So they still go, "Oh man, Texas a and I love my fucking Texas." And he like, "You love the Cowboys?" Yeah. It's, it's, there's one white guy at maybe you know, so it's like it, that's weird. 
got a KKK uh, hood and a Chicago Bulls right. jersey. <laughs> Twenty three. And you know they'll be like, "Oh man, I love that Sammy Davis Jr. or I love that fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. one particular black celebrity." Like, what the fuck? But but here, it'll be like, "This is your team winning." It's Liverpool or Arsenal, whoever. And sure. you're like, I'm throwing bananas and call them monkeys and shit. And it's like, I'm playing for you. <laughs> you're fucking. So there's a difference is where it's like this. That's an, that's an inter- I didn't really think about that. Yeah, that you can tell. It is a lot more of a race atmosphere around sport, which is very. Another stuff. I don't, I, I don't, I, I really don't, I can't you even know what it is. why that might be. British or European, uh, Western Europeans, somewhat, and not all, but they're, they're yeah. good at burying it and being like, we were once a mighty empire. We don't want to. We don't want to talk about our history because that makes us look just as bad as America or anybody else. So sure. we, don't, we won't teach it and talk about it. But yeah. when they, that's when they drink. No one sober at those games mm-hmm. comes to the game. like They, they premeditate bringing the bananas because they're racist. But they wait until they're drunk yeah. to attack, which is kind of like the, the British kind of thing. It's like, I'm not going to fight yeah. you until no, I'm no one's to eat. He's, he wasn't eating a banana because he wanted potassium right. and then thought, I'm going to throw this at a black pair. He, he bought that. He probably bought a spare in case yeah. he lost he's one. Like, his a, his racist kidding. wife was like, wait, you forgot your banana. You yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hit, who is it? Who, who do I know that plays football? Freddie Adu? That's how much I yeah. know about football. Obama uh, Yang. I'm gonna throw, throw those banana at Pele. That's why I'm. That's the one I'm at with. He's like, why are you throwing bananas? Pele doesn't even play anymore, my dude. Is he alive? Like, why are you throwing bananas at this man? Like, what are you doing? But it's but that's the difference because you're not gonna throw bananas at a basketball player because he's gonna come in the stands and he's gonna rape your you and all your friends. He's gonna beat you with his dick. His massive basketball player. It, you're gonna you're gonna die. I have heard about the, the they jump, they, they The basketball players, they know when you disrespect them, they jump in the stands and they hit you in your face. Well, so I mean, the, the, the court's different because that as well. it's yeah. so close. The <laughs> I court, can, I can you, you can you. jump. I can, one basketball player can jump further than anyone else. It's a superhuman, so first of all. You, you, can, you can make it five stands in you just with off one Captain jump America. off the he court. He has the powers to get to you and decimate you mm. and all your friends. In football, there's a lot more anonymity yeah. because you're in a big, they're normally bigger stadiums and there's like often like Olympic running yeah. tracks between you and the crowd. Same with American That's football though. American football is yeah, huge like that. You go, they're not going to do this because... But your sport attitude's different because if you look at like chance and the way we have such a... It's a lot more rowdier mentality. Which yeah. is it, it's not saying that they even, they're even more or less racist. I just think the mentality at these sports games is a lot more openly tribal and I, I don't know why. It's a lot... Like, I think in sports games, do you guys have... Do different teams sit in different sections of the stands? Or do you Yes, mix? yes. Hell okay. no. I mean, you can okay. mix... You can okay. mix. Because in like, rugby, you mix. Yeah, you mix. It just depends. Like, if you... So, it's home and away game. So, if it's an... It, that's how we do it. So, if the Chicago... Actually, a better example is if the New Orleans Saints are playing the Atlanta Falcons American football. Everybody... If they're playing in Atlanta, everybody who's a New Orleans Saints fan is going to get in there. And there's not... They're not, they're not enough Saints fans in Atlanta to get a whole section. Mm. So, they got to mix. Same thing in New Orleans. Same thing anywhere else. So there's going to be fights, there's going to be arguments, but it's no one's going to die because your team lost. No one's going to go outside and smash your face into a car because your team lost. So that's yeah, the that's racism there. They're not going to go and be like, yeah. Patrice O'Neill said something great about that. He was like, uh, oh, football, yeah. I forgot I who so. said basketball football player's name. He said his sister is not going to get raped <laughs> because he fucking lost to get bananas thrown at him. 
Yeah. Because he fucking is not winning. As yeah. opposed to the soccer football, uh, European football players. Are, yeah. It's, it's a lot of abuse they take. And I thought about yeah. that. I said, well, is that in other sports like football? Is it in rugby? Yeah. Is it in fucking, um, what's the other? Is it in uh, cricket? Cricket. Is it, uh, is it in this or is it just, because even in baseball, it's a bunch of Cubans. And I know yeah. Americans don't like you. You black and yeah. Cuban, this is like Jesus Christ. And so it's yeah. interesting. It's just interesting. Uh, and that's the difference in the racism is that it's subversive here until they get liquid courage or this mm-hmm. or in a group. And in America, it'll be a lone white dude. There's a guy at the protest yeah. with a bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like in his head, he's I'm racist Hawkeye. <laughs> racist, I'm white arrow, racist green arrow. And I'm mm-hmm. going to fucking kill these. Like he thought. I'm doing this. This was, you're not going to find that here. You're not going to find at the Black Lives Matter rally here. There's not going to be a white guy, British guy from, from East London yeah. who's going to come and I think up. it's important. Um, it seems, it's, I feel often, because the, George Floyd happened in America, um, a lot of the resources and information people are, are talking about is American racism, which is very important. But I, it seems... I don't know for sure, but it seems like it's very important to di- make a distinction because we have yeah. quite a, a, a distinctively different history of racism here. Yeah. So yeah. the solutions and problems are different here and they need, the problems need different solutions because they're yeah. different problems here. And, and that's, that's just something I've been thinking about and talking to some people about it and talking about how we yeah. can help better organize. And that's 100% correct. The, the solution to American racism and systematic oppression is very different than the British one because the American system is set up for this. Like in the fucking um, constitution, it says black people are, you know, not a subhuman. This is written into the law, right? So it's like, this is a very most precious document in American law. Yeah. This is like a very different type of thing that we have to address. It's very different addressing the start of your country, 244 years old, the start of it yeah. is purely steeped in racism and hatred and stuff. And, and, and a system built to make white guys better away from the English. So, of course, they're going to be better away from fucking, you know, blacks or whatever. And then the 200 or so years before that, when it was just colonies and ruled, still slavery and racism. So it's it's this thing that came about that is as American, you know, some people say this phrase racism is as american as apple pie and baseball it is a yeah. national fucking pastime it is yeah. what we do even the native, native americans which it gets spoken about exactly I mean, it, obviously it's terrible what's happening to the african-american communities but you don't even speak about exactly the, the, the genocide before you slavery you don't want to talk about it well because you go there's six of them left you know, yeah. you feel bad, but you go, but that's how can you organize with that few p- many people? Exactly. And that's Fred yeah. Hampton. Again, back to Fred. Let's get the natives. Let's get the intersectional. Everybody on the, on the new black Panther. The new black Panthers are not, a, a um, and not a follow up to the original black Panthers. The new black Panthers are a bit more militant, a bit it's not different a in ideologies. It's not, no, okay. they're not, they're, they're very different groups, but, uh, essentially the same end goal, but very different tactics and stuff. On their site, I remember going to their site before, and on their site it said they have links to like the their version, the Native Aboriginal Americans version of that, and the fucking Asian version of that, and the yeah. Latino version of that, and they're like, go to these sites, let's all team up, let's all team up, and come together. So, 
Yeah. That's again still in line with Fred Hampton's thing. The Black Panthers were still like that. They were like power to the people, black power, power to the people, but also power to all the people. Mm. We we gonna need assistance because if we could do it alone, we would it would be done. But yeah. when we when we try to do it, we get you know attacked. This is not like three hundred where three hundred guys are gonna take out the fucking you know Gerard Butler, Armenian, Gerald yeah, Butler. <laughs> Armenian fucking the ancient Armenians. It's not gonna fucking. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Like it's not. It's not gonna happen that, that way. That would be a win. great twist. Right. Three hundred ripped Native Americans came out and said, "Fuck it, let's go. Let's do it. Let's and go. Just, <laughs> just take over." So it's like we're not. So we need assistance. And in the film version of it, Gerald Butler would still play the Native American. Be, of course, yeah, because Hollywood. Hundred <laughs> percent. But that's what I mean. So we need assistance. So even assistance in Hollywood, even assistance yeah. in the lowest levels. If I'm in the yeah. store with you. And we're in the store and you do your transaction before me and the guy or after me and the guy hands you your money in your hand. And then something simple is I hand him my money and I put my hand out and he puts my money on the counter. I'm going to say something. But if you go, yeah, in addition to what he said, you're an asshole and I recognize you're an asshole and I also won't shop here. And I'll tell people that's how you change it. Uh, what you say you're saying level. as a, for, in that hypothetical as a ally even though i find that term sometimes misused. i do too because i'm like it's a little bit it, weird it, it's the people who use it is normally quite tedious woke people and I don't yeah, want to yeah, see yeah. Him. it's like vegans it's like i don't yeah. like it. i don't want to yeah but it's at the moment it's the best term we have exactly um but normally people who say allies because i find sometimes the allyship there's like this sort of the far right have a hatred for black people but then the response by some woke leftists is this sort of deifying of black people yeah. well, we to, need- a, to a place where no human could live. So like, I often see white, white people in podcasts like this, the way they listen to black people is more like, mm-hmm. And there's like this sort of, I don't know, there's something... Yeah, no, I, know I, what you, I, know what I can't like, quite put my finger on it, but... It's not insidious, but I know what you mean. And I, and I yeah, and they're trying their it. best, but it feels patronizing it's or exactly. still like, yes. unproductive yeah, when good it, you good can have a good you, conversation. Yeah. But, yeah. But or like yes. Oh else, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's like yes. ally is the is like the woke version of when people say I'm gonna invite you got an invitation to the barbecue like this mm. black barbecue that's supposed to m- mythically happen and the white guy who's like Eminem or woke or whatever oh he's coming <laughs> to the barbecue did you see that white man do pop lock he's come to no he can't come to there's no barbecue first of all that's not the the the, the main party that we're having secondly okay. um it's like that. It's a pass. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear, "Oh, I've been called an ally." It's a pass. It's almost like if 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 I'm like, "Oh, what up, my nigga?" People are like, "Oh, this guy likes me." But I say, <laughs> I, but I say nigga all the time because where I'm from. So I'm not thinking of it like, yeah. "Oh, fuck with you." I, people who I don't like, yeah. I say nigga. I've been in arguments with older white women. I'm like, "Nigga, shut the fuck up," and I'm not yeah. like. Your but it's friend. like it's like you saying it's so dude, colloquialized. Yeah, I'm like, it's dude, like me saying up. mate. Person say, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. but it's like the yeah, ally yeah, yeah, yeah. is like it, it yeah. gives some people the same like oh, whew, I got my black pass. I can, I'm yeah. good. I'm not racist. I was called an ally. It's like that's. I not mean, the both point. you and Dane are going to be on a lot of podcasts with like a little square with white people listening, hoping yeah. that it makes it look like <laughs> they've got a free pass. Um, but but you know what it is. Sorry, it, just it, as, it just so you know. Uh, we got about five minutes left. Um, okay. So, well, I'll say but this I've really enjoyed this. And I, if if you are free, I would love to, because I feel 
we haven't even touched upon a lot of stuff. This has been an amazing conversation. But um, and I think we've got a lot more to talk we'll about. We'll do another so, one. But if, I'd love to do another one as well. We'll what do I'm another saying. one. But I, if you could we'll, wrap I'll up. bring more information. And the relevance more, like, of Fred's. Uh, if you could uh, r- wrap up potentially with why you still th- what what you think yeah. is relevant about the lessons that he taught in the sixties to, to what's happening now. If that's well, with all right. Fred, what he was saying was what I truly believe in. Okay. I'm more. I'm. I'm. My philosophy with this mm-hmm. lies one hundred percent with Fred Hampton. Okay. Everything he said, I'm, that's me. I don't. It's very rare for me to find someone I one hundred percent agree with. I think there's three other people on the planet that I've ever one hundred percent agree with. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X post Nation of Islam. Is your camera left, still running, by the way? Is your camera yeah, still I'm running? Good, yeah. yeah. When good. he left the Nation of Islam, yeah. all that stuff I agree with because he went, like he said, I went to Mecca, I saw white Muslims and this and that. And I, I'm not saying we need to do this utopian unity thing right now because it needs to be black leadership, black examples, black excellence, all these. This needs to happen. There needs to be a group mm-hmm. and some organization that we all need to have. But what I am saying is to alienate people who are willing to help and willing to die with you and be hurt with you would be a mistake. In my personal, if you can convince me otherwise, convince me otherwise. But in my personal thought process, that would be a mistake because there's people on both sides that are going to be your enemies and your friends. Mm-hmm. Why not have as many friends as you can have against a common enemy? Common and then, enemy. And have them in, in, in a position of, okay, you don't lead, follow us, but come on, we're going to do this. And so with Fred, I'm, everything he said in the 60s is the same thing now. Um, this man, they killed him at 21. And everything he said by that time is exactly what's happening now. They're tearing down neighborhoods. They're tearing down school systems. They don't want you to have this. Prisons. Um, prisons, everything. They're locking you up. And we can all come together and stop this, especially black people come together and we lead by example. Yeah. Uh, so I would say definitely research Fred Hampton as much as possible. Uh, I'll come with more stuff about him and other people next time. I have like facts and things like that. We'll go through. Well, it. yeah, next time, I'd, yeah, just this. It, it I can't. My, there's not enough memory to yeah. make this much longer. But I think next week would be great to carry this Let's conversation do it. Yeah, on. We'll do it. Um, and thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, of course, video. man. Thanks it's for having really me. Really good. Man. Thanks yeah. a lot. Well, it's been boys gone for wild. Sure. Uh, we'll try and put, I'll try and put down um, links to donate. Um, there's a march this Saturday. I'm going to be trying to get mm-hmm. to in Trafalgar Square. And uh, we'll put some. If you could send me some stuff about Fred, uh, that we can put in the we'll link below, that that'd be great. Okay, uh, cool. Sounds yeah, good. Thanks a lot, man. Thank All you. All right, man. Later. Cool.